Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com before history is written it's played before it's frozen in time it's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver it's carved in ice what happens next will last forever The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harvey, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And it is super exciting not only to be live here on the Locker Room app, which is free for any iOS user if you're listening to this podcast on our audio side and you're wondering how in the heck do I get to talk to Jeff about the Steelers. If you're an iOS user and they're working on getting it for Android, but if you're an iOS user and you just search Locker Room app, the little icons, the little sock, free to download, free to create an account, Join me every Tuesday night around 7.30. Now, in the coming months, this might fluctuate. It might be 8, might be 8.30. You just got to pay close attention. But today is a little bit different. Today's the last time we talk before the Steelers actually make a pick in the 2021 NFL Draft. Whether you're listening to this live on Tuesday night, whether you're listening to this anytime on Wednesday when it airs on our audio platform, the Pittsburgh Steelers are getting ready for the 2021 NFL Draft. And Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert, they are huge, <laughs> obviously, the brain trust of the Steelers organization as it comes to the NFL draft and what they're going to do. And they had a press conference on Monday. It was, I thought, extremely honest. And I say that because most of the time Mike Tomlin speaks in any way, shape, or form. He is a master at saying everything but saying nothing at all. He will talk in circles. But I feel like in this setting, Which, by the way, it was great to see it be a face-to-face, reporters in the room, Colbert and Tomlin in the room. It wasn't Zoom, it wasn't Google Meets, it wasn't Skype, it wasn't any of that stuff. It was great to see 
great to see that, by the way. But I felt like in this scenario, you had Tomlin could be a little bit more honest than he normally did. Because right now, it's all speculation. You know, he's not having to answer questions about a critical call or a critical decision or a time management gaffe or a uh, look, look at the playoffs, the playoff game, the wildcard game where he decided to punt the ball instead of going for it on fourth and short. You had this honesty about Colburn and Tomlin that I really, really enjoyed uh, listening to that press conference on Monday. And I got to be honest, if you haven't checked it out yet, you need to do that. You can go to Behind the Steel Curtain. We have video of it there. If not, you can go to the Steelers' official Twitter page or their Facebook page or anywhere social media related, and you'll find the press conference there. And it was really, really great to hear them talk about positions, uh, positions that they are going to be targeting, the likelihood of them trading in the NFL draft, because sometimes people always clamor for the trade. They want the trade back. I don't know why. Steeler fans are enamored. And I think it's probably because typically the Steelers are drafting in the latter half of the NFL draft. And so trading up would take a lot. You would lose a lot of draft capital. And so when you're trading in the back half, a lot of times fans will say, well, you know what? I'd rather them trade back, get some more draft picks. I understand it, but you have to, Kevin Colbert gave a super honest answer when he said, if we were to trade back, let's say five spots. So they're going to go from 24 to 29, which I believe is the Green Bay Packers pick. If you're going to go from 24 to 29, he said there have to be five players on the board still that they would they would want to have for their first round pick. And that's saying that if any of those players go, they still have an option for one of the players that they like. I really, really like it. So, all right. Let's get this show started. If you're watching or listening live on Locker Room and you are um, making sure people can hear me because a lot of some people are saying they can't hear me. All right, so some people are going to hear me. If you want to talk about these Steelers in any way, shape, or form, because I'm going to run through some scenarios here, and I was hoping to get the, you know, the people listening live to kind of chime in on what they would do with these scenarios. And these are scenarios that I've run on the website, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. It should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers, in case you didn't know that. And I want to run through this, but in case anyone wants to talk about anything specifically, put in a speaker request. I'd be glad to have you on. And I also have a lot of great questions from our Twitter folks, our, the Ride or Die crew. My Ride or Die crew on Twitter did not disappoint. I was a little late getting that tweet out there to request some questions, but they did not disappoint as they never do. All right, so let's do this. Let's do this. Now, it, you can, if you're listening live, you can either chime in in the discussion. We obviously have a uh, discussion uh, tab on the locker room app. We also have you the ability for you to speak. So let's go through this. This is draft scenario 1.0. All right, so what I did is I went and I just went to one of those mock draft simulators and I put in, I'm drafting for the Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously, and there's no trades, okay? So I'm not doing one of these goofy uh, mock drafts where you have 15 trades and all of a sudden you're getting 35 draft picks. I'm talking to you, Matty Peverell, down in Australia. But anyways, I know he's listening. So here's how it played out. Just so you know, the, the top 10 was pretty obvious, it was pretty obvious, and, and to be completely honest. Um, you had the big-name players, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Penny Sewell, Jamar Chase, Jalen. Patrick Sertain goes to Detroit, Rashawn Slater to Carolina, Trey Lance to Denver, Kyle Pitts goes to Dallas. 
All right, so now we're getting into the positions where you're wondering, okay, what's going to happen with the Steelers? And so when you're looking at what's going to happen with the Steelers, 11, the Giants, J.C. Horn, South Carolina gone. Philadelphia takes Devontae Smith. The Chargers take Darisaw out of Virginia Tech, the offensive tackle. Tevin Jenkins, an offensive tackle from Oklahoma State, goes to Minnesota. Rashad Bateman, the wide receiver from Minnesota, goes to New England. Caleb Farley, the cornerback out of Virginia Tech, goes to Arizona. Las Vegas Raiders take Micah Parsons. Greg Newsom, he goes to Washington. I skipped the Miami Dolphins. They take Jalen Phillips. Chicago takes Mac Jones, quarterback. And now we're getting real close to the Steelers pick, okay? Indianapolis Colts take Elijah Moore from Ole Miss. Tennessee takes Kadarius Toney, the wide receiver from Florida. And then 23, the New York Jets take Najee Harris. Okay, the, the New York Jets take Najee Harris. So I'm looking at this, and I'm taking a look at this draft, and I'm putting my Kevin Colbert hat on and my Mike Tomlin hat on and my Omar Khan and all the scouts and coaches and everything else. And I'm saying, okay, that there was a run on tackles, which was expected. There's no tackles left on the board that I want to take in the first round. Not one. There are centers available. There are centers available. And I'm looking at the center position for the Steelers, and that's a huge team need. We all know that. Marquise Pouncey retires. I don't think anyone in their right mind thinks B.J. Finney's the answer or J.C. Hassenauer is the answer. And so I'm looking at this, and Najee Harris goes at 23. And that's a big name because a lot of folks, they have attached that name, Najee Harris, with the Steelers. They think he's going to be the pick, but he's gone. Not available. So I really tried to think, best player available here. But I want to hear from you. If you want to chime in, Put in a speaker request. Who would you take? Or you can use the discussion tab in the locker room app. I'll tell you who I took in a second because I focused on best player available. And that does not mean that I was a there was a specific position that I was targeting. I wasn't targeting any specific school or conference. Nothing like that. We have our first caller, Jeremy. Let's get Jeremy on. What's up, Jeremy? How's it going? Hey, Jeff. How you doing? I'm great. Are you listening to this? Are you ready to chime in on who you would take? Oh, absolutely. So I came in um, a little bit in, or into the middle of it. So that's okay. Um, you know, if I, I think if he's there, um, the pick uh, with Najee Harris off the board has has got to be Zayvon Collins, just because of the flexibility he brings to the defense. And um, if you think about what it could have been with a Devin Bush and a Ryan Shazier. Um, roaming the middle of the field. I think we get that with a Zayvon Collins and a Devin Bush uh, in the middle of the field. I just think you're going to get some value at running back and uh, offensive line later in the draft that you won't get if you take, if you pass up a Zayvon Collins uh, right there at 24. Well, it's great that you said that because that's exactly who I took with this prediction. I I'd said when I ran the scenario, I was like, if I'm taking best player available, the fact that the Tulsa linebacker was still available, I took him. I took him with the 24th pick. And like you said, I don't know if he's going to start right away, sure. but I think he's definitely going to be able to contribute. Not only on special teams, he's a guy that can rush the passer. He's athletic, can play the inside. I think especially if you get a player like Zayvon Collins, who even if he's just a little bit adept at rushing the passer, who could spell Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt, that's a great pick. Am I right? But here's the only question, and this is going to run into our next scenario. I'll ask you this before I let you go, and then you can chime in on the second scenario. Sure. Were there any other positions that you were listening to when I was reading off the players that were picked that you were like, I could have thought about this guy. Is there anyone else that you would have thought about? Maybe another running back or maybe an offensive lineman. Well, um, uh, I just listened to the um, 
Tales from 2 a.m. where they did the the live or the live draft. And yeah. Darisaw got picked by the Jets at 23. If Darisaw is there or a big name offensive tackle, I think that's a good position to take. Um, I I could see the Steelers uh, taking a, a little bit of a reach, although with a the starting roll up for grabs in like a Creed Humphrey um, at in round yeah. one if their top RB is off the board. But you know it's it, it I really think that there's going to be an option available at 24 that's going to make them happy and make us as fans happy too. So. I sure hope, Jeremy. So, hey, stay tuned, stay locked in, and I'm going to go over our next scenario, and we'll see if you can correctly guess who I pick with scenario 2.0. So here we go. Let's look at the second scenario. And just for consistency's sake, I use the same simulator. I use the same board, the manual option, no goofy trades or anything like that. Straight up, I'm picking for the Steelers at 24. So here we go. Obviously, the big names are gone. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, blah, blah, blah. All those players are gone. The only player that um, might have gotten picked a little bit higher than I would have expected was the Giants. So Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech at 11. Uh, Darisaw goes at 13. Tevin Jenkins goes at 14. Devontae Smith to New England at 15. Um, Vera Tucker, the interior offensive lineman, goes to 16 to the Cardinals. Zaven Collins goes to the Raiders at 17, so we're not having a duplication here of my 1.0 to 2.0, obviously. Miami takes Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. Washington takes J.O.K., the Notre Dame linebacker. Very, very awesome playmaker. Love to watch him play. Trey Lance slid all the way to 20 to the Chicago Bears. My gosh, I would be pining away for the Steelers to trade up and get him if he was still there. But still, Chicago takes Trey Lance. Greg Newsom, the cornerback from Northwestern, goes to the Indianapolis Colts at 21. Alex Leatherwood. A lot of people think he's a round two pick. He gets picked by Tennessee Titans at 22. And then 23, the New York Jets take Jalen Phillips' edge out of Miami. So in this simulation, all three running backs are available. Najee Harris is there. Javante Williams is still there. I don't think anyone expects Javante Williams to go in the first round. And Travis Etienne from Clemson is still there. But then there's also a lot of positions that the Steelers need to focus on that are still available. So this is, again, if you want to talk this out, put in a speaker request live on the locker room app. See, who would you take in this scenario? Who would you take? And you can also use the discussion tab on the locker room app. I'd love to hear who you would take in this scenario because this one was a tough one for me based on the fact that, again, the tackles are gone. All the tackles that I view as round one talent are gone. You look at wide receivers, they're gone. Not that I would take a receiver in the first round anyways. Even the good cornerbacks, you're looking at J.C. Horn's gone, Sertain's gone. There's still some talent there. Farley got taken at 11. I think that's a little bit of a stretch, which I already said. Uh, you look at the uh, defensive playmakers, J.O.K.'s gone. Collins is gone. Um even Phillips, the edge is, is gone. And so I'm thinking, okay, 24, who am I going to take? So if you're watching live or listening live on Locker Room, you can chime in. Otherwise, I'm going to tell you who I took here. And I took by p- positional need. So with all three running backs still available, Harris, Etienne, Williams, I took a center. That's right. I took a center. I went out and I said, you know what? This is a really... Really big team need for the Steelers. And so I took 
Creed Humphrey from Oklahoma with the 24th pick. And there's a lot of people that will say, oh, Jeff, you're such an idiot because he's considered a round two player and the Steelers are going to take him in round one. That's a reach that has Artie Burns written all over it. That has Terrell Edmonds written all over it. That has them taking a positional need, not best player available. Shame on you. You're dumb. That's what people are probably thinking as they listen to this. Maybe not live on Locker Room, but I guarantee you there will be people listening in their cars, on the treadmill, cleaning dishes, whatever you do when you listen to my Let's Ride podcast, thinking, why would he take a center at 24? I'll tell you why I took a center at 24. I took a center at 24 because the Steelers, not only are they, is this player going to come in and probably start on day one, but this player, in this case, Creed Humphrey of Oklahoma, is going to come in and he's going to be able to set the tone on the offensive line. And this comes back to which is more important, the running back or the line. And it's kind of a debate of what comes first, the chicken or the egg. And you can stand on either side of the fence. I think that if they address the center position in the first round and they don't want to wait till the second round, they don't want to risk missing their guy. They don't want to have to trade up in the second round. You get your guy. And if they get their guy, think about the offensive line If Creed Humphrey can come in and start from day one, you'd have left tackle, which Mike Tomlin said was going to be Chooks Okora for, left guard's Kevin Dotson, Creed Humphrey at center. You'd have right guard David DeCastro, right tackle Zach Banner. I got to be honest, I'm not upset with that. I think that that's a good run-blocking line. Chooks on the left side, not the best run blocker. Zach Banner can run block. Kevin Dotson can run block. I still think that David DeCastro has some nasty in him, and I think he could run block. And so for me, I'm thinking, I'm looking at this and saying, my goodness, this would be, I would be okay with this. I would totally be okay with this if they decide to go this route. And there's a lot of people that are going to second guess anything that the Steelers do. And that's fine. You have every right to question and debate whatever they do. But in this scenario, that's what I did. Now I'm going to do one more scenario. It's going to be coming up after the break for the audio side You know what the drill is. I'm going to take a quick break. You're going to hear an ad, and I'll be right back. For those that are listening live on Locker Room, I won't be going anywhere. Stay tuned. Be right back. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second segment of Let's Ride. I'm Jeff Hartman, your host here on this Monday, Wednesday, Friday podcast. Those that are listening live on Locker Room, you know the drill. This is my live mailbag segment. It's kind of a little different this week because, honestly, I'm trying to give you something different that hasn't been done. We're going through some simulations. We're going through some scenarios and seeing what would you do if you were the Pittsburgh Steelers? That's the question. That's the question. So Brad Jewett 
my boy Brad, he chimes in in the discussion. He says, Benny Snell, still RB1 with all three running backs on the board. BTSE going to get some heat. I get it. I get it, Brad. But let me ask you this. Let's say we're, we're going back to the scenario 2.0 where I took Creed Humphrey. If they get Humphrey in, the, in round one and then get a running back in round two, let's just say, for the sake of argument, for the sake of discussion, I should say, let's just say that Javante Williams actually is there at 55 and they get him. Are you upset? I'm not. I'm not upset at all. Because if, if that's the way it plays out, I would actually be ecstatic. Because they would be getting the offensive lineman they need. They'd be getting, they'd be fixing that offensive front, making it more physical. And then all of a sudden what they would do is they would get the running back in the, in the second round. And I actually think, and i got to plug this article because I thought it was tremendous. Um, our Kevin Smith and Jeffrey Benedict wrote a great article over BehindTheSteelCurtain.com today. I'm sorry, it was yet yeah, Tuesday. Steelers draft fits. If the top three backs are gone, who makes sense for the Steelers? And they talked about several running backs. It could be round three picks. Chubba Hubbard of the Oklahoma State. I honestly, last year, everyone thought that Hubbard was going to enter the NFL draft that season, but he didn't. He didn't. I, I, I had so many people, myself included, that thought he and J.K. Dobbins were right with one another. And he stayed, didn't have a great season, and now all of a sudden his draft stock has actually gotten worse. But I see a lot of potential there. So I do think that this running back group, although it's not that deep, there is still some talent there in the second half. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. It, the, the Thursday night into Friday will be really rough if they end up taking a center in the first round. I hear you. I, I know it. I've been covering the Steelers and running this website for well, shoot, since Bud Dupree was drafted was when I became the editor. And so I know what the reaction is going to be. But just we got to be patient. We all have to be patient and see how this thing plays out. All right, let's go to the third scenario, the third and final, and then I'll take any questions that you all might have about the black and gold. And obviously, if you're listening and you want to chime in with a scenario and say, what would the Steelers do? I'd love to hear from you. All right, here we go. Again, the top 10, there's nothing really of note. Uh, the, the, the big name tackles and receivers. It was a quick run on receivers here. This was surprising. Uh, first three picks are all quarterbacks. That's not a surprise. Uh, Pitts goes to Atlanta at four. Cincinnati, though, doesn't take Sewell. They take Jalen Waddle at Alabama. That's a shock. I'm not really sure I'd believe that. Uh, Jamar Chase goes to Miami. Sewell goes to Detroit. Slater goes to Carolina. Sertain to Denver. Horn to Dallas. <clears throat> Devontae Smith goes to the Giants. Philadelphia takes Farley, the cornerback at Virginia Tech. Darisaw to the Chargers. Jenkins to the Vikings. Trey Lance to the Patriots. Gosh, I should just throw up now if that happens because that would make me sick to my stomach to have to watch a quarterback that I really like. And I think he has a really promising career in the NFL. And I was like, you, I did an entire podcast on why the Steelers should trade up and get Trey Lance. If he went to the Patriots, I would make me want to puke, just so we're clear. Michael Parsons goes to Arizona. Zayvon Collins goes to the Raiders. Joke, JOK goes to Miami. Uh, Washington gets Greg Newsom. Mac Jones, the Alabama quarterback, falls all the way to 20. The Indianapolis Colts take Rashad Bateman out of uh, the wide receiver from Minnesota. Alex Leatherwood again goes to Tennessee. The Jets take Jalen Phillips. Now what? Now what? So here we have a similar scenario to 1.0, my draft scenario 1.0 where I decided to take BPA and take a game-changing defender. The only problem is, is that now I'm looking at this scenario. Zayvon Collins isn't there. JOK's not there. And that's what I did in scenario one. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, all three backs are there. All three centers are there. 
what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Are we going to think about an edge? You know, are we going to think about Quiddy Pay from Michigan? I don't think he's a round one guy. I don't think he's the answer at 24. And so I decided to go with, for this pick, I went with what I felt was the most proven commodity available. And that was none other than Najee Harris. And people want to hate that. And people want to say that's not a good pick. And you could have gotten a running back in round two. Well, not only are a lot of these people speaking out of both sides of their mouths, but if you get Najee Harris, you're getting the following. A proven commodity, like I just said. He's a player that can come in on day one, and he's going to immediately give you a spark in the running game. I know that they still need to hold, fill the hole in center, but there's a lot of centers that will still be available. Landon Dickerson, maybe Creed Humphrey in round two. We'll see. But still, their center's still on the board, and even some later than that. Najee Harris is a three-down running back. He can run the ball. He can catch the ball and he can pass block a tremendous player, tremendous player. And so for me, I look at this and say, I absolutely would take Najee Harris. Now I think that between Najee Harris, Travis Etienne and Javante Williams, there is not much that separates those three players. And if the Steelers were going to go with a running back at 24, because they feel it's the best value at the position, then I would say, that the Steelers, Colbert, Tomlin, and Matt Kennedy need to say which one is the best fit for us. Which one is the best fit for the Pittsburgh Steelers? And if it's Etienne, you take him. If it's Javante Williams, you take him. If it's Najee Harris, you take him. Because I don't think, like I just said, and PFF, which I'm not huge on PFF, Pro Football Focus, they did their rankings and they literally had these three running backs only separated by maybe 2%. It it literally is splitting hairs with the difference between Harris, Williams, and Etienne. And so in this case, I appeased the masses, and I took a running back. This time I chose Najee Harris based on the fact that I feel like the 2021 Steelers need a proven commodity, and he's going to give them that. Yeah, I understand the second contract and all that stuff. You, You run the wheels off of him while he's in Pittsburgh, and then you deal with the second contract when it comes. But those are the three scenarios that I wanted to get through. I wanted to leave the last segment of the show to take your calls, those that are watching live on the Locker locker Room app, as well as dive into the Twitter mailbag because we have some really good questions. So if you're watching live or listening live on Locker Room, put in a speaker request. I would be glad to talk to you. In the meantime, I'm going to dive into the Twitter mailbag. My Ride or Die crew provided plenty of good questions, so we'll start with there. Ben asked, big if, but if, Horn, he's talking about J.C. Horn, Slater from Northwestern, the tackled Fields, the quarterback from Ohio State, or insert big running name here, falls all the way to pick 24. Who would you pick? Also, before the negative wave hits Thursday night, I don't care who they pick. All I know is it's one step closer to kickoff. Here we go, Steelers. I agree, and he does, he gives me the hashtag Ride or Die Crew. My, my Ride or Die Crew is very loyal, and I appreciate every single one of them. Ben, honestly, if Horn, Slater, Fields, or a running back are there, I'm taking running back out of the equation if those three players are there because I feel like there's going to be options later in the draft. Horn, I really like him. I really like him. Could be a, a position that this, no one's really thinking the Steelers would take, a cornerback. But at the same time, they need a cornerback. You lost Mike Hilton. You lost Steven Nelson. Hey, you released Steven Nelson, but it was for cap purposes. He could come in and probably start from day one. Justin Fields, though, now you're looking at Fields could be your starter for the next decade plus if he's that kind of quarterback. But he has that Ohio State stigma. 
the Ohio State stigma. I think the last successful Ohio State quarterback in the NFL was Mike Tomzak, and I'm not joking. I'm not joking at all. So for me, if those players, if the, if if Fields falls all the way to 24, you take him, you let him sit for a year behind Ben, and you hope that you found your next quarterback for the long haul. That's what I would do in that scenario. All right. Like I said, if you're listening live in the locker room and you want to talk, just put in a speaker request. I'd be glad to get to you. In the meantime, I'm going to be going back into the old Twitter mailbag. You can follow me on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N, underscore P-I-T, and follow me. And you can always participate in these mailbag segments. All right, Jeremy said, ride or die crew for life. Thank you, Jeremy. He said, who are your ideal top three picks in the draft if they went exactly your way? His would be Collins, Zayvon Collins at 24, Javante Williams at 55, and Josh Myers at 87. At least two, but maybe three from that group are day one starters. And I agree that two of the three would be day one starters. In my opinion, the ideal situation would be that the Steelers address two offensive positions and a defensive position in the top three picks in any really order. So if I'm going to play the game here, I'll go with uh, give me give me a center in round one. That's I'm fine with that. Give me a running back. Like maybe you get Javante Williams at 55. And then in the third round, give me a cornerback, maybe like an Elijah Molden. Uh, I think I pronounced his name correctly from Washington, who could really be a great fit for the Steelers uh, in the slot. If not him, maybe someone like Sean Wade, the Ohio State cornerback. Um, I think they could find some really good value there in the middle rounds at cornerback because they need one. They need a cornerback. Justin Lane, my boy, Justin Lane, got arrested. Not a good look. Not a good look. And so they do have Pierre, but still, James Pierre, what, what do you have? You don't know. You don't know. All right, Jesse Hale says, what jersey number will Kyle Trask pick when he's drafted on Friday? Also, will Najee start over Snow Week 1 asking for a friend? Jesse, you're going to get me fired up. And someone else started talking about Kyle Trask. Uh, Out of all the quarterback breakdowns that I did, and I did a lot of them this year leading up to the draft, Kyle Trask was the one that for some reason always had traction with the Steelers, whether it was Booger McFarland or a bunch of other people that said, I could really, I think it was Mel Kuyper Jr. said, I could really see Kyle Trask going to Pittsburgh, and I just don't get it. I don't understand. Everyone that follows the draft much closer than I do, you know who they compare Kyle Trask to? Mason Rudolph. Hello, do we need another Mason Rudolph? I don't think so. Why? You already have Mason Rudolph. Why draft another one? I don't see the Steelers actually taking a quarterback in this draft because of Dwayne Haskins. I think they're going to view Haskins as their first-round project because he was a first-round draft pick, a lot of pedigree. The first-round project, and we're going to see what happens with him. And that's a, that's fine. That's a fine approach, in my opinion. Uh, in regards to Najee, if Najee Harris is the draft pick in round one, he absolutely will start over Snell in week one. So tell your friend, Jesse, I answered his question. <laughs> right, let's go to uh, Brian. He says, do you think any of our players will switch jersey numbers? Hashtag ride or die. That's a good question. The NFL just changed their policy with specific positions, being able to wear any number of single-digit numbers, like running back and wide receiver. It's an interesting story if you read about Dalvin Cook, the running back in Minnesota. He was number four all through high school and at Florida State, where he went to college. And then when he went to the NFL, well, running backs can't wear number four. Well, now they can. And it comes down to the owners of the team. have You have to pay for the inventory of those jerseys that have the old number on them. 
And he was not sure if he wanted to pony up that much money just to change his number. So in that regard, I don't see a lot of current players changing the number. There will be some, but I don't think a lot of current players, including those Steelers, will be changing their number. They don't want to have to pay for all that. And they've also developed a brand around it. So you think about Joe Hayden, who said if he had the option going back to his college number five, that he would have earlier in his career, but not now. Juju Smith-Schuster twitted around with going back to nine that he wore at USC, but he's probably going to stay with 19. That's kind of who he is now. So I don't think that's going to happen too much on the Steelers roster. And Brian also asked, if you could pick three players to fall to the Steelers, who would they be? Um, trying to think, three players to fall. I'd love for someone like Christian Darisaw or Tevin Jenkins to fall. That's a tackle that you would take. I think you make that pick right away. Run to the podium. Put in the paper. You don't need to think about it. Just make the pick. They're that type of player. Zayvon Collins is another. I'd love to see him get there. And then maybe a cornerback, like a J.C. Horn. I don't know why. I don't want Caleb Farley. I read an article or a snippet of an article today that is described his back injury. I want nothing to do with that guy. He seems like he is one back injury away from his career being over, and I'm not exaggerating. Go and check it out, I believe. It might have been on NFL.com. I'll see if I can find that and read it. Um, might have been Tom Pelissero, but still, not, no. Don't want anything to do with him. He can go. Coach Travis says, I think Ben and Cam Newton will have big years in 2021. Neither were ready last year. Both were coming off season-ending injuries in 2019. Had no training camp to get back into football. Do you agree? I do agree, Coach Travis. I appreciate the question that Ben is, I think, slated for a big year. And it's because he had the elbow injury. And when you think about it, if you know anything about the the biomechanics of the human body, when you if you know anything about the anatomy and uh, physiology of the human body, and you have to understand that when you're coming off an elbow injury like that, where he tore the tendons in his elbow, all the flexors that are responsible for the throwing motion, whether it's a pitcher, a quarterback, doesn't matter. It's going to take time, and they're going to have to absolutely take their time with his rehabilitation. And he did that YouTube three-part, it might have been more than three-part documentary, bigger than Ben last year, which is tremendous. It gave us a really good insight into his recovery from the elbow injury. And I think personally that this will be the first offseason since before the injury that he's going to have the freedom to kind of train how he usually would to get his arm ready the way he usually would. And then the, I think also the hope is that this preseason and this training camp is a little bit more normal, meaning it's not going to be at Heinz Field. I, I think they're hoping to be back in Latrobe. I think they're hoping to have regular his sessions. I think they're going to have a preseason. Think about Ben missing almost all of 2019, having a weird training camp, no preseason games. His first time being live game action was week one on Monday Night Football at Medley Stadium against the New York Giants. That's tough. Period. That's tough. All right, let's go to Zibs. He said with the news that Minka got his fifth year picked up, in case you didn't hear, Minka Fitzpatrick did get his fifth year option uh, picked up by the Steelers. That's a no-brainer. No one thought that he wasn't going to get that. Do you think the Steelers are waiting to see if they can get someone in the draft and <clears throat> pick up the fifth-year option if they don't get anyone or they'll just let him play out his contract? He's talking about Terrell Edmonds. I forgot to mention that. So Edmonds is a tough case because in this new CBA, the collective bargaining agreement states the players get paid more with their fifth-year option if they do things like play a significant number of snaps in their first three years, make a Pro Bowl or an All-Pro, well, Minka Fitzpatrick has hit every single one of those criteria. He's been an all-pro the last two years. He's been a pro bowler the last two years. 
he's going to be making the probably, I would think, unless a, you know your rookie season you were an all-pro and you're a pro bowler, he's going to be making one of the highest fifth-year options of anyone in the NFL. And the Steelers are going to pay it. Why? Because he's that good. Terrell Edmonds is the opposite. Although he's played a lot of snaps in his first three years, he has not been a pro bowler, and he has not been an all-pro. So I'm kind of surprised they haven't picked it up. They have till May 3rd. They have some time. But still, maybe they let him go. It's just worth noting. There's only two players since this started. And I think it was in like 2011. In 2011 is when the fifth-year option became a thing. Only twice in that time have the Steelers not picked up the fifth-year option. That was with Artie Burns and Jarvis Jones. All right, last question here, unless someone wants to talk on the locker room app. Rose says, Who's our first-round pick to help the team the most? I think, personally, that that is the center. My favorite center out of this group is Creed Humphrey. He's the guy that I picked in my second scenario. I love Landon Dickerson's physicality. I don't think that he can stay healthy. The guy's had knee injury after knee injury. He's always banged up. I would love nothing more than to get a mauler at center like Landon Dickerson. I just don't want to risk a first-round pick on a player that we're not sure if he can even stay healthy. We already had that, not a first-round pick, but with James Conner, you're always wondering, when's the next shoe going When's the shoe going to drop? When's he going to get injured again? No one wants any part of that. There you have it. All right, I hope everyone enjoyed the show. I know we didn't have a lot of communication on the locker room app. That's okay. We'll be back next week, I'm sure, to be really fired up, talking about everyone that was picked. We'll be diagnosing all the Steelers' draft picks, talking it out, talking about the undrafted free agents they picked up. And remember, over this weekend, starting on Thursday, actually every day, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Steelers. And we actually have a caller right here at the end of the show. Uh, Let's see if we can get this person up. Here we go. Pam Hartman, whoever that is, go ahead. Well, hi there. I was a good show. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I'm glad you're sticking it out. You were the first person in, last person out. (laughs) Well, I can't can't really... (laughs) can't really comment on any of that stuff but um <laughs> but i said i'm a true listener there so there you go there you right, go well, talk, thanks talk to you tomorrow. we'll talk to you later she's like the peyton manning of locker room she's the first one in and she's the last one out and so with that said that was my mother by the way uh behind the steel curtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things pittsburgh steelers wherever you get your podcast search steelers or behind the steel curtain subscribe follow do whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing I'll be back on Friday for a noon show, a Let's Ride a Noon podcast talking about the Steelers' first-round pick and who it was, who should they expect over the weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. I hope you join me in the the meantime. How we always finish it, be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers. I will talk to you on Friday. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. 
Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.